0: You're listening to Youth and Loud, the show that's that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. We discuss all issues relevant to youth. If you'd like to find out more about the show or have a topic idea, check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud. On this episode, we chat with Luke, who is the treasurer of the board of the Foster Care Association of Victoria. Luke talks about Foster Care Week and why this is important. He also talks about his own experience in foster care, some of the challenges that foster carers might face, as well as how the friends and relatives of a young person in care can best support them. Just to begin with, can you tell us um, a bit about yourself and your role with Foster Care Association Victoria? Uh,
1: Yeah, so uh, my name's Luke and uh, I grew up in North Queensland in Townsville. Uh, So I was in foster care um, for about uh, six years and then moved into kinship care, which is when you're with a, generally speaking, a relative. With my grandma. Um, my role at SCAB, Foster Care Association of Victoria, is treasurer and uh, I'm a director on the board of directors and have been for two years now. Um, so we sort of govern the organisation, um, which is also a charity, uh, in how it should operate. And the A's with the CEO.
0: Um, So can you tell us about uh, Foster Care Week and uh, why is Foster Care Week uh, important?
1: We started our organisation in 1992 uh, and it was started by a group of uh, individuals who were foster carers and they identified the importance of having support um, available for foster carers. Today it's still really important that we show support as a society. Um, for our foster carers, because they're really looking after some of the most vulnerable kids in our society. Uh, So if they're supported, then the kids that they're looking after are also supported as a natural flow-on effect. Uh, And I think Foster Care Week, um, our organisation actually sort of started it a few years ago, and uh, ever since, it's grown and grown year on year. Uh, and now we sort of see that a lot of other organisations are really um, getting that support out
0: there and sort of promoting foster care as as a result of it. So I guess uh, for anyone listening who might be a bit unsure about uh, what foster care really is or what it involves, can you talk a little bit about um, what foster care is?
1: Yeah, so I do this a lot <laughs> um, because I guess yeah, people. Do, it is a bit of an unknown um, to a lot of people if you haven't experienced it or you don't know someone who's been in foster care. Um, it is a mystery. So essentially, um, what foster care is is, and there are different types of care, but I'll just explain the mainstream type of foster care where um, you know a, an adult who's over sort of usually twenty one. Uh, they might have a spare room in their house, which is a uh, prerequisite. Uh, they'll go through six months of training um, to become a foster carer with an agency in Victoria. And uh, once that six months is up, they'll um, you know, be qualified to take on uh, children who you know, have maybe experienced uh, pretty terrible circumstances uh, in their paternal homes and so they've been removed from their paternal homes. There's not really any uh, relatives that are in a position to be able to perhaps take them on. And so foster care is sort of seen as the next um, alternative uh, in terms of providing a level of care for that child so that they are able to um, you know, have some chance at life and uh, hopefully succeed.
0: Um, so how, how prevalent is it in Victoria for a young person to be placed in foster care?
1: Uh, so I don't know the statistics around that, but I know that there are over 40,000 um, foster kids in the country, so it's not as uncommon as perhaps we might think. Uh, I think it's maybe just not spoken about much in mainstream society and perhaps yeah, people's views are very very varied across the board, but um, I always find that people just are very inquisitive and don't know too much about it uh, at all. But certainly there's a lot of foster kids out there and a lot of foster carers. We've got 6,000 uh, members in our organisation and members sort of have to be a foster carer whether they're currently registered or um, inactive,
0: but, um, there's a lot of people involved in the out of care sector. Yeah. Um, so, Luke, what, um, what are some of the ways, um, that young people need to be supported, or what are some of the main, uh, needs young people have who come into foster care? I
1: think that's really, um, dependent on the child. So, um, I have sat in many um, sort of introductory sessions for foster care with um, people who are sort of working out whether they'd like to maybe become a foster carer. And the question that's sort of asked more than any other is what would, what can we do in this scenario if the child was to do this? Mm. And the answer is always, it's a case by case
0: basis mm. because every child's experience is different. Yeah. So
1: a foster carer would often find that they really need to be adapting to the way that that um, child is and sort of their needs, their immediate needs and future needs um, because they would have experienced something very different to another child. Mm. Um, So it is a case-by-case basis.
0: Yeah. So I guess Luke, would you say there's um, a sense of uh, flexibility for foster carers, Um, so um, it's important to be flexible with your foster care about how you support and accommodate um, a young people who comes under your care?
1: Oh yeah, 100%. So yes, you really just need to be approaching foster care with an open mind and an open heart Um, you will come across kids who have experienced the worst of the worst, and all different kinds of terrible experiences, but um, it's important just to acknowledge that every child's experience will be different, Mm. Uh, and then that's where I believe foster carers um, really succeed in uh, lifting up kids uh, into a better position and giving them a foundation to
0: sort of live a life that uh, is a good one. Yeah. Um, so what uh, What role can friends or family of a young person who gets placed in foster care play, or how can their friends or family best um, support that young person? If I think back to my time in care, um, which was a, a little
1: while ago, I'm 30 now, but, um, when I was in care, I really would have valued someone to approach the topic at the time.
0: Um, and of course people knew, but it,
1: it, it is kind of taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't link with mum and dad, then it doesn't necessarily get spoken about um, because it's always sort of people questioning how they would approach the topic. Uh, and it's a bit of an uncomfortable uh, topic to approach, so yeah. I really think just someone bringing it up with man being just open about it and um, having just a, an honest and open conversation would have been yeah really helpful. Um, so that would be my advice mm-hmm. to anyone who may have a friend or um, or a relative who's in foster care. Just you know bring up bring up the conversation. If they don't want to talk about it, they'll tell you. But I think it's mm-hmm. uh, important just to normalize it so to speak
0: yeah Um, i guess i'm just wondering what the best way to normalize that conversation would be or is there a way i guess to to phrase or to word um a particular question to show support
1: i i can't speak for everyone of course but i think in my scenario i think just a casual conversation. Mm. Um, depending on your age, that might be on the playground, or it may maybe you know hanging out after school or whatever at McDonald's. Mm. Um, but yeah, whatever the um, setting, I think just a casual conversation. Um, bring it up, and if that if that young person is wanting to sort of continue that conversation, they will, and they mm. might open up. Yeah. And, it could be really helpful for them to be able to do that, and to be able to confide in someone. Mm. Um, so I think if you have the opportunity to be that person that they could confide in, then, you know, grab it with both hands, and just, um, yeah, it would be a great um, step, I think, for that young person who's maybe going through a lot. Mm.
0: Um, and what... Uh What would you say is the most um, rewarding part, I guess, about being a foster carer?
1: I think um, the quote I always think about is uh, one that I read from a foster carer, and it was, um, and she just retired from being a foster carer, and she said, "Um, It's really awful sometimes being a foster carer uh, because you know you're dealing with the, the worst of the worst situations. But it's even worse to not be a foster carer, mm. um, and I thought that was really,
0: um, really great. Um, yeah,
1: people just fall in love with like the kids, obviously, um, and just you know being able to shape someone's future uh, and give them a life that they wouldn't have been able to have otherwise. I think that's such a gift. Mm. Um, and foster carers, they um, really as such, and they approach foster care with such um, determination to shape these kids' lives into um, lives that have much more meaning and sort of opportunity than perhaps they would have otherwise.
0: Yeah. Um, so what are some of the challenges that um, foster carers might encounter, Luke?
1: The number one um Challenge I I constantly hear well first of all financial um, foster carers aren't necessarily you know um, they're not necessarily from one demographic but uh, if they sort of aren't well off then there is the financial element to it and that's probably one of the most common um, pieces of feedback that we get Uh, so that would be number one. And number two is perhaps just the, um, the sort of trauma that's experienced from when a foster child is taken out of their placement with a foster carer. Um, and there's been a real relationship and rapport mm-hmm. that's been built. That child could have been perhaps there for years. And um, sometimes, for whatever reason, there's um, a sudden change of placement or something like that. and. That can be really hard for foster carers and to be a foster carer you still have to approach it, uh, like I said, with an open heart and an open mind and that understanding that it's perhaps not necessarily a permanent placement. Mm. Um, Lives of these young people are very um, tumultuous and sort of can rapidly change and it's dependent on what their paternal families Um, perhaps are experiencing and going through because it could become the case that their paternal family can take them back at some point. Mm -hmm. Foster carers um, can struggle
0: with that. Um, And what about um, for the foster kids or the foster youth, uh, what are some of the main challenges that they encounter when they enter the foster care system?
1: again just thinking back to my experiences, I think just um you can imagine just going into a completely foreign environment and thinking this is now my home for an undetermined amount of time you could be eight I was eight years old and I thought I'm going to be here for another 10 years and not that it was terrible by any means, but it's just this um, uncertainty that you're faced with that's probably the biggest challenge. Yeah. Um, and then just the constant change and instability. Um, I, I myself have probably what would be classed as a fairly stable home, uh, a fairly stable placement, um, but I have known many, many kids that are just thrown around um, into many different placements. Uh, and also um, being separated from siblings is another big issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into foster care with my sister, within three months we were separated and we weren't um, joined back together for six years.
0: And what, I guess for anyone who is listening who might be interested to find out more about foster care there might be uh, thinking about becoming a foster carer, um, where's the best place for them to go to find out more information? So,
1: um, a couple of resources, our website, of course, so fcab.org.au, or there's also, um, Victoria's, uh, body that actually, um, manages foster care recruitment is called fostering connections. So you could just Google that and that will have a lot of resources and, um, to be able to call through and just get some, you know, um, high level information, and they'll point you in the right direction as to um, what the next step is.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think Luke, that uh, is all the questions that I wanted to ask. But before we finish today, is there anything else that you'd like to to say, at all? I think
1: yeah. Just on my point, of if you do know someone, or you have, or you suspect someone uh, is in foster care or any type of care for that matter, um, approach the topic, um, reach out to them and normalise mm. uh, foster care because those kids have suffered quite a lot um, mm. and they could really use probably someone to confide in, mm. so uh, reach out.
0: Yeah um well look it's been really good to chat to you um i think you've had a lot of uh, valuable and insightful things today and i think that's going to be really good for our listeners to hear a bit of your feedback and particularly coming from someone who has experience in foster care i think it's really good to um get a bit of your insight and um knowledge about this um so thanks heaps for coming on the show it's been really good That brings us to an end of this episode of Youth and Loud. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Youth and Loud!